0: if you'd like to support this podcast you can do so by visiting chriscarl.com forward slash podcast where you'll find links to both patreon and paypal where you can make donations any and all support is massively appreciated and a huge thank you to everyone that has supported thus far your images as just being incredibly vibrant there's almost a cinematic feel to them even when they're shot portrait as opposed to landscape um there's so much about your work that draws me in and and the fact that you cover so many different genres always fascinates me before we get to any of that the first thing we have to do is is figure out why it is that you wanted to be a photographer in the first place so what made you pick up a camera
1: uh, well i guess i was always a uh, more of a visual person and um you know when i was a little boy basically my grandfather introduced me to photography he was like a hobby hobby photographer and he had like a bunch of national geographic magazines that we would like browse through and i guess that's when i got kind of inspired for sort of like visual art uh but it wasn't until i was in my student days that i bought an actual digital camera and was basically totally consumed by it you know so I guess because being a visual person, it, it felt like an extension of me, you know? So that's when I kind of started. And that's, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know why, it just felt natural and I just started doing it. Uh, and s- soon after that, basically, I um, I started um, my f- uh, my first job as a photojournalist and a retoucher and basically also as a studio assistant, which kind of got me into a position where I could, you know, learn a lot of things and eventually, you know, see what I like and what I don't like and what I like to do and what I would like to do in the future. So that was basically kind of the real start in, in college.
0: Well, speaking from experience, if you have something that you really enjoy, like a, like a hobby or, or whatever, and you turn that into a job that can take a lot of the enjoyment out of it, was that the case for you when you started to work as a photographer, as opposed to just taking pictures for yourself?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, that that's actually what happened, you know. I was like, when I started that uh, started photographing for money in um, my student days, uh, it was basically it wasn't really good to pay to be honest. I couldn't sustain with it myself, and I didn't really necessarily like journalistic uh, photography in Slovenia at that time, just because it was like very stressful. It was uh, very intense. You had to be all over the place, uh, you know, to, to, to shoot, uh, events and, uh, 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 um, you know, happenings, uh, around, around, uh, town. So I kind of distanced myself from that and started working as a graphic designer for my primary job. So that was then my kind of uh, job for sustaining myself and photography was on the sidelines, but I was able to do whatever I wanted. And that's when I kind of started forming this kind of um, visual style and, uh, you know, this this kind of um, photography that I liked, you know, nothing was anxious about it. Nothing was um, giving me any um, negative thoughts or whatever. Uh, so I basically took that and run with that, you know, and eventually, uh because of that people started reaching out to me for that style so that then it kind of turned from um you know let's say in, in a span of 6 years it turns it turned from um sort of this my escape from everyday uh everyday life uh, so, sorry i mean this kind of escape from everyday um you know uh everyday job uh to basically becoming my primary source of income.
0: I mean, you mentioned graphic design there and something that I try to do with everybody whose work I see essentially is something I can't really switch off is to kind of reverse engineer what it is that they're doing. And with your work, I can definitely see a graphic design element. There's so much to the clean lines and the complementary colours and, and basically the way that everything feeds into everything else. There's not really, in a lot of cases with your work, there's not really any part of the of the photo that's not supporting the main subject in its own way either through color contrast or through its geometry or whatever that history in graphic design how much does that help you in terms of your skill set with photography
1: uh, yeah thanks i mean yeah that's actually the case I, I think you know i think the way i see things is a little bit more i guess i see a lot of details that that i kind of wanna include in my in my compositions and basically i treat it as a sometimes maybe even as a painting because, you know, but not, you know, you're moving yourself to catch the subjects in a, in a nice composition instead of like making a painting. So I I see like a correlation there, but yeah, it's definitely, I guess, you know, being in graphic design and just kind of being, being that's that uh, space for so long, definitely, I guess, um, spilled into my photography. But you know, I'm not told, i not to I wouldn't say it's it's spilled to the sense that I that my, my images are clinical because sometimes I think if you if you're a bit too much too 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 you know if you have like too many details and like everything has to be perfect. I guess sometimes it the, the photograph can be sterile. But I kind of I try to avoid that, you know? But yeah, like you said, definitely definitely, graphic design has a huge, huge impact on, on how I compose my uh, photographs and also in, 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 the, in the color palette, I think.
0: Well, in the course of writing up the questions for this podcast, I think I started the same sentence about four times, which was to say that my favorite body of your work, and then basically on an hour by hour basis, what images I preferred would change. And I, you know, depending on what mood I was in or how long I had spent with them and... I think, I think I pretty much landed on shapes by the West, but the one that keeps sticking with me is is Motel Stories. I absolutely love the the sense of Motel Stories. It actually feels almost cinematic, like like a Coen Brothers movie, kind of like establishing shots. I, I just think it's such wonderful work for what could be seen as such a simplified subject. How did you go about coming up with with Motel Stories?
1: Oh uh, yeah, I mean that's basically sort of like a reject series i guess um you know when i was when i was traveling to add photos to my um to my book that wasn't called shaped by the west back then but like i was just you know i was traveling on um and on on the western states and and photographing things and you know every night i would just randomly stumble up on a motel and just sleep sleep there because i kind of I wanted to keep it sort of organic. I I wasn't planning too much. So, you know, when I came to the motels, there was like these atmospheres and these rooms that kind of gave me a little bit of inspiration. (laughs) Most of the time, I would just like, you know, continue shooting after I checked in, you know. So basically, it's just like a side product of, of me traveling. But yeah, I think, I don't think the series is, where it should be just yet. I think I'll keep adding to it, maybe maybe eventually do something with it. But uh I think, you know, it's, it's definitely something that that uh that I I want to expand on and maybe maybe eventually it can be it can it can be like something I feel good uh good about and and, and share it in some sort of medium.
0: And again, like I say about reverse engineering trying to break down how something was done. Um, and especially not just in terms of technicalities, but looking at things from the point of view of where the idea came from. Another one of your, I, I guess, projects, I don't want to mislabel it, but another one of your projects, Bleeding Magenta, I'm just fascinated by where the concept for that came in. And also, to be honest with you, I don't really, I don't really know if I can even break down the execution of it. So what was the idea behind it, first of all?
1: Oh, you know, I like, so I do, I, I mostly shoot like analog, uh, medium format um um 120 on 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 my Pentec 67 but like I like to experiment you know I like to experiment with just different techniques you know putting stuff in front of lenses uh you know like pa- painting with light, whatever it just like it brings me joy to see what I can achieve with with these kind of um different 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 techniques. So I was basically in white sands and I was just doing something like that. You know, I, I was taking photo of landscapes and I, it just felt a little bit, you know, it's seen already on, and and, you know, I just wanted to add sort of like an element to it. So I basically started, I went to this like kind of sand dune which was in the shade and I started um, basically lighting it with the flash on one side and um i had a little bit of color gels and i guess with the with the when the light was coming down it was like a little bit of uh i would say like it started to be like golden hour and mm-hmm. then i added this magenta gel to it and it kind of formed this like almost alien like landscape which kind of seemed very interesting to me and then i applied that throughout the day and i basically got a couple of shots that i really liked and Eventually, I just started doing that. You know, like I went to a different, went to Bryce Canyon, for for example, and uh, I put a gel on a flashlight, kind of painted the Bryce Canyon, and I would say like it was like a uh, longest portion of like 10, 20 minutes, and that kind of became a part of it. You know, and basically, I just started adding to that, and then eventually, it it became a bigger thing, and um, yeah, that's basically the technicalities behind it, but it's. You know, it's, it's kind of sort of like applying something alien to, uh, sort of already seen, um, photograph, I guess, uh, and elevating it in that sense.
0: It seems like something that you do a lot is you, and again, I'm talking from the outside and I'm entirely likely to be wrong here, but it feels like you like to sort of set yourself restrictions, set yourself projects that sort of put you in a bit of a box and you have to, you have to get creative from within those restrictions. Maybe not in the case of, of Bleeding Magenta, that's more of a case of trying to find, you know, how to get more from a scene. But it definitely feels like you're the kind of person that doesn't just like to shoot for shooting's sake. You like to set yourself some parameters to work within. I mean, is, is that the case? Is it, is it something that you really like to do is to put, give yourself those restrictions?
1: I ne- wouldn't necessarily, necessarily say I think about it in that way. I just, I guess, you know... I'm not like faced by the thing that cert- a certain thing has been shot a million times. You know, I just kind of try to think how to show it in a different light if that makes sense. Uh, you know, I don't go to, let's say, um, I don't know. Um, just one sort of a example, how, how basically I, I I, shoot. I guess I don't go to the edge of the Canyon and shoot the <laughs> Canyon. You know, I like to step back basically and maybe make a composition with some elements of uh, the foreground in it. So I really like multi-layered compositions, you know. So it's kind of yeah, I would say I would say you know, I don't necessarily think in a way I don't like to like I don't even know how to how, how I would say this, but like I am thinking about like what you said, you know, like I'm I'm trying to uh, kind of limit myself and trying trying to work out of that. But like it's kind of yeah, it kind of makes sense what you said, but and and another in other words, I would just say, I kind of try to approach it in a different manner mm-hmm. or try to kind of show something in a little bit of a different kind of in a different composition and different light or in a different setting, you know, even it can be like a reflection or, you know, what I do a lot, it's like, I do a lot, a lot of times I I use the roof of my car, uh, when I'm traveling as a foreground element, you know, a lot of people think that it's like fog and something is like basically going out of it. So I kind of like to be creative with, 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 with things I uh, photograph, you know, and that gives me joy basically, you know, So I don't I don't tend to limit myself, but like I I, I do think about how I want to show a certain motive or um, certain element I'm photographing in a different kind of manner or light or composition.
0: It's just it feels like um, being someone that in your case covers sort of like documentary cars, portraits, travel, landscapes and so on, that that it's quite easy to get lost and to kind of have your style meander quite a bit whereas you seem to be really Mm. tightly focused and I and all of your images look like they were taken by you despite any changes in genre changes in light changes in in you know the effective emotion of the image it still feels like it's an image taken by you which is an unbelievably difficult skill that most people never even get close to from all of the genres that you do cover is there one that you prefer in terms of the actual process of photographing it and is there one that you think that you're better than the rest at
1: for sure. I mean, I, I love just, you know, traveling by myself and taking photos. That's always, always something I love just because it's going to gives me, you know, more focus and gives me a little bit more. It, it doesn't matter what I'm photographing as long as I'm doing it in that manner, if that makes sense. Um, so I kind of like apply this to... Whenever I, I, I have I have like a project, you know. If, if I can, of course, you know. Not, not to say that I show everything I photograph. Just you know, I show the things that basically I'm very like I'm very like you know I curate what I show. You know, so I guess you know for for just staying myself, I do a lot of stuff that probably people don't see, which maybe not aren't aren't so in in my sort of uh, style, right? But you know, you have to, you know, you have to pay your rent, so sometimes you have to shoot <laughs> things that maybe you can't apply that you know what i mean so so but like yeah like i said like i said you know if if i have the possibility and if people come to me uh to for that exactly exact style i like to do it uh, uh i like to do it the same way i approach my uh my other photography like landscapes and 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 the um and documentary right so i let's let's say for an example when i was uh, photographing with uh, tyler right tyler the creator they asked he asked me for this exact style right he said oh i want to be a sharp edge prop in your photographs and i said oh can i have a one day for scouting and i did that i scouted i set up a okay, I, I set up like a list of location i presented him with that and, you know, I actually put him basically in the location, but he wasn't like the priority. The location was so, 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 uh, sort of, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. sure but he would complement the location and vice versa, but, but that's kind of the thing I like to do, you know, like just kind of, if I have an option of doing that, I like to apply the same kind of workflow that I use for my, my personal work. Does it make sense?
0: Yeah, 100%. And and you're, you're touching on something at the end there, which I feel like um, is really a, a difficult thing for a lot of photographers to understand. I certainly went through a phase of being completely baffled by it, which is um, for a photographer to be handing over a significant percentage of uh, creative control when they are being you know hired for a job. A lot mm-hmm. of people seem to think that if they start working as a photographer, um in any sense that no matter how big the job is, they'll be the one dictating the way that it's done and and so on. And and like in your case, the, the fact that you had that collaborative moment where he tells you what it is that he's looking for leads you to, you know, you didn't you didn't stiffen up at that idea and not want to do it. You went and found a way to to create something that worked. I I'm I'm assuming obviously you always want it to work for you, regardless of if it's for a job. And I just think that ability to give up a little bit of creative control is a huge deal for um, the possibility of a photographer being successful.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I, I agree. I, um, yeah. I mean, look, but also, I guess, you know, I'm I'm fortunate enough to have, you know, a few clients come to me and say, oh, you know, I, we want you to for your style, you know, and that's like the hugest compliment I could get, you know. Um and when when i'm presenting with that of course i'm gonna try to apply you know what i've learned from from traveling and photographing the american west to it because i want everything to feel kind of cohesive and like you said you know it, i want people to to know that i photographed that you know like i mean i want people to i mean i want like for somebody when when they see a photograph i want them to say oh maybe that's dino right and that's, I guess, that's something I I try to kind of be consistent just in that kind of style, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, so we've got we've got a, a whole bunch of amazing series. You, you jumped on the the title of the create images, which I was actually going to bring up in a second. But you've got this mm-hmm. this great collection of of almost like mini series or series, and then um, you've had s- several go to publication. When it comes to creating work for books, I'm getting the impression from the way that you spoke about Shapes by the West that. You create the images and then then you start to funnel them into a project rather than go out with a direct brief for yourself when you're creating a book.
1: Yeah, I mean, for for that specific series, it was basically, I had a huge body of work that I did from 2006, oh, I would say to, even as, as, as early as 2015 to 2019, right? So it, everything felt very... I, I wanted to put that in a series. It was like meant to be in a series, but, uh, you know, I kind of had to sit on, on it, marinate it a little bit, uh, to kind of be comfortable enough and, and, and start putting that into a, a final product. And then I eventually got a offer for the book and that's when, when that started. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, I mean, that's how that specific ser- series was formed but like going forward you know I, I, I want to be more structured in, in terms of projects you know and I want to do for, my, for a few of the next projects I'm doing I want to be a little bit more like focused on maybe a specific thing because the whole series shaped by the West was very kind of personal very about me um, so I let it form very organically but you know, I, going forward, I want to want to like focus more on specific subjects uh, that aren't so personal. You know, basically, I want to be more limited in terms of what I'm photographing, or more just, just uh, let's just use the word, word focused because limited. I don't like to limit myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, earlier this month, you actually made an announcement about an upcoming. Release of a publication that you've got. Do you want to? I'll let you just take the floor and kind of tell us about um this upcoming book.
1: Yeah, basically, it's uh, it's like a mini publication uh, with sitanta Publishing and Open Doors Gallery, and it's basically a publication in uh, their bimonthly series of like these uh, publications that showcase an up, up and coming artist, uh, and this is the fifth one in the series, and it basically features you know sort of a um, similar work that you that you would know, what you you would expect from me but like it focuses not so on the west it also fo- uh, it also features work from um Louisiana and and uh one of two photos of of, of um a project i did with uh, social media star Jay versace so it's basically a, like a basically like uh, I'm filling the gap in in this like two, th- two years that I didn't you know um, actually this two two years after uh, shaped by the West uh, and I think it's like a nice uh, jumping stone for um, the next thing I want to do which is probably going to differ from what you're uh, used from um, you know what people I guess expect from me but uh, yeah, I kind of I really like the you know the, they they reached out to me because it's you know I I my friend Arno Montagard he did a book with them and I really like what they did, um, so it was it was basically pretty cool that they that they say they want to do something with me too, uh, and i I just got basically a couple of copies last uh, Monday oh actually yesterday I think and I'm really happy with the product so you know um yeah i mean it's it's um it's a um, it's a nice slow photo book to keep on your coffee table you know
0: well it's been a really tough month for people to work in any kind of creative business and even just for people who do it in their spare time to go out with their camera and and try and create something so i'm imagining given given how how crappy the last year has been it must be really nice to be in the position where you have something coming out at the end of that hopefully towards the end of that series of events that kind of it feels like you're producing something Still, so you're still working you're still creating um where a lot of people are you know struggling with that, that that's that's obviously got to be a wonderful feeling
1: oh yeah for sure for sure you know i mean not to say that 2020 was you know all that good for me because we all felt the we all felt this year let's be honest it wasn't it wasn't a year to remember fondly. But um yeah, I mean I'm you know I'm happy that this happened and I'm happy that you know I had the opportunity to 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 basically work with them and um hopefully you know 2021 is better. I mean I have you know I have plans on on like I told you creating new 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 series, but I, I don't feel like really comfortable talking about it just yet. Um but yeah, I mean what can be
0: worse than 2020, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm kind of, at this point, I'm scared to imagine. If I can jump back to uh, something I actually saw on your website, and it's, it's a quote of yours that I find, I find very interesting, and I, I kind of want to unpack it a little bit. Um, and the quote uh-huh. is that sure. solitude is a driving factor um, with your work. And in terms of solitude is a driving factor, is that as much about shooting style as it is about the, the way that you compose your images and your preference for, for composition?
1: No, I mean, I just, I just really like, you know, when I'm creating, basically when I'm going on a road trip and like creating more work, I just like, like the feeling. And I think I, I think I'm more focused. I have no distractions and I can just, you know, I can just go to a location and stay there for six hours or maybe like a whole day or maybe come back or maybe just you know, I'm not restricted by anything, you know, or anybody. So that's something that it's like a very liberating feeling, you know? So it's like, I feel like, I feel like that's a big part of like, big part of me or, and how I, you know, how I create my, my personal work. Uh, so that's why I say like solitude is a driving factor because it kind of is right. You know, this, it just makes me feel good. You know, it makes me like kind of, it's sort of like a therapeutic feeling for me. Um, so basically my psychiatrist, so to speak, um, right. and yeah, it's just kind of, uh, I feel good, you know, when I do that, it's like basically that, um, and you know, I think I'm going to keep doing it in that sort of way. Maybe like, like I told you earlier, maybe in a more structured, a little bit more focused way, but yeah, I mean, I love to go out there just alone and, you know, drive and explore American West or like the American but we'll see when, where I go next but like that's just like something I really love to do really I mean it's, it's it just give me so much joy.
0: So to go from publishing work in books where people can have it at home, like he says, on their coffee table, um, which I think more people should do. I think that's something that every photographer should be doing is buying books as opposed to just looking at stuff on Instagram or on their phone. Um, That's that's absolutely one of the biggest steps photographers can take to improve not only their work, but just their enjoyment of other people's work. Another thing that you've done is exhibiting your work. And obviously, I think there's a bit of a 2020 theme to what happened with you exhibiting it. So, what happened with your first solo gallery um, opening?
1: Oh yeah, that's a, sort of a bitter, How do you say bitter? Uh, Bittersweet,
0: <laughs> right?
1: So, for Gallery, reached out to me, or, or it was basically late 2019. I would, I think before you know the pandemic hit and they were like we want to have your that's in slovenia uh, right where i'm from so they were like we want to have your um solo exhibition about you know your work shared by the west and i was like yeah I was like amazed." you know it's like having having the first solo exhibition it's like just really i guess it's a really good achievement and you know it's a great feeling to have as a photographer uh, that somebody wants to you know dedicate their space to show only your work that's like that's amazing and very humbling to me Um, and yeah then 2020 hit and I was like oh oh man you know this is probably not gonna happen Uh, you know I was a little bit bummed about it but you know what can you do right but then they and we started talking at the end of the year and they said no let's just go ahead with it uh you know we'll do what we can you know we'll we'll be open and social distance if we can and yeah we actually went and we worked on like preparing the photographs uh we worked on how to you know how to um um how to put the images up? Like what we're gonna do in, term, in in different rooms and uh yeah, it went. It opened in late December and unfortunately I wasn't able to be there, you know. But still, I'm pretty happy, you know, that it actually the 2020 actually ended on a good note. Like that's amazing for me because it, you know it, it sort of um, yeah it sort of like made the year a little bit better for me.
0: I mean, you mentioned it there. It's um, it's, it's it probably only the very astute detectives that listen to this that have figured out that you don't have a native New York or California accent, that you are most certainly Slovenian. <laughs> Obviously now we're both Europeans and you've spent a lot of time, you're in America, I, I'm assuming permanently, um, and I've spent, I've spent a fair bit of time visiting America. One thing that's a big deal at the moment with photography in America, especially with film and this doesn't make sense. I, I'm more than happy to reword it, but is mm-hmm. what I would call like a fetishizing of retro subjects. So this kind of mm. glamorizing the old school design, you know, the old um, motels like you've got the the old cars and so on. And I'm just curious from a European's perspective, because obviously I think design over in Slovenia is going to be vastly different historically, and in England is vastly, vastly different historically from what they were doing in America in the forties, fifties, sixties, and seventies. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, for sure.
0: Do you feel like modern design is just very, very uninspiring, and that's what's pushing a lot of people to go and and seek out more retro design work to photograph?
1: Hmm, that's a good question. I mean. So so to go back to Slovenia, you know, I mean, I guess growing up in in, um, an environment like that, you know, just having buildings, 500, 600 years old buildings around me all the time growing up, I guess it was sort of uh, something I took for granted, I guess. And I wasn't so inspired by it or, or like, like photographing it. And then coming to the U.S. and seeing like all this, like, very vastly different like architecture or like you know cars or you know people everything you know like these vast landscapes i guess i was just attracted to the different not necessarily like vintagey but like different uh if that makes sense mm-hmm. but yeah a lot of those subjects are basically on road trips are basically you know what you encounter you know you encounter like old school cars you encounter motels because we have motels in in Europe but they're just not so flashy you know because like in America the in, in the 60s 70s you know when like the whole motor industry was lobbying so much and everything was basically on the road they need to be flashy for you to stop you know and that I guess those kind of differences and those just kind of attracted me more you know and basically growing up in Slovenia when when we kind of went from a socialist uh, um, government to, to, you know, uh, the democratic republic and all the uh, capitalism came in, you know, this kind of, this was this symbols I was presented with, you know, when growing up, you know, this was like something, that, you know, was, was, was communicated to us is the promised land, or this is like, you know, the best place to be in the world. So growing up with that, I was very compelled by these images. I was very compelled to these the subjects, you know, this kind of notion of road trip and all these American cars and neon signs and whatnot. And I guess that stuck with me, you know, and I was like attracted to all, to all these subjects, but like to to get back to your question, if, if I think like new design is like not so interesting. I mean, I don't know. I guess people really kind of, uh, like some vintage aspect of things, you know, longing for things gone. Like, so I, I guess it's like just something, I think it's a feeling that that, that people like, or like a visual aesthetic, but yeah, it's been, I've seen that it's been like very fetish, like you said, I'm sorry, I've maybe not been able to pronounce pronounce this
0: word. <laughs> it's okay, I barely could. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what, what I'm th- thinking about. Yeah, I think it's like, yeah, it's been, especially I've seen like in the last few years when with the resurgence of film, like a lot of young people have started like doing uh, and, you know, capturing subjects like Stephen Shore has, you know, back in the, in the 70s and 60s. Uh, uh, and, 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 uh, yeah, that kind of correlates with my work. So that's why I'm like thinking about, you know, when I was talking about, um, having ideas from new series is maybe I kind of want to sort of distance myself eventually, you know, in my, uh, in my, in the series that I'm working on from, from this static a little bit, but like still stay true to myself just because it's like it's getting a little bit oversaturated at this point i think
0: yeah i mean you've mentioned film there and and i feel like i mean you mentioned the last couple of years being a big deal i feel like we're kind of reaching a little bit of a pivotal point with film photography in its resurgence where you know cameras the prices are skyrocketing every time someone goes on youtube and does a video about a new camera they've bought all of the prices on ebay go through the roof this past couple of weeks we've seen what's happened with Uh, Fuji 400H, where everyone had to post about how they were going to miss it, even though they'd never shot it. And now the price (laughs) for that has shot up through the roof. And it feels like we're at a bit of a critical point here. You know, Kodak prices are going up. Fuji are discontinuing stuff. Cameras are going to limit at some point because they're not being made in anywhere near the scale that they used to be. And people aren't generally buying the new ones. I'm just wondering kind of what you feel like the future of film photography is.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's an uh, interesting era. Definitely. Uh, you know, definitely very interesting. It's kind of, you know, I remember like what, it was like seven, eight years ago when my friend got a contact T2 from Berlin for 200 euros. And I was like, Whoa, that, that's <laughs> nice. You know, I was like, Oh man, that's good. Now we, no harder. Like they're like a thousand dollars or even more. Right. I guess like, I don't know, like when something's popular, And especially in the social media era, this tends to happen with things. Yeah. I mean, I don't know where it's going to go, but, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, like for me personally, I should like both, I should, you know, digital and analog. And, um, you know, the process of analog photography is like a little bit more fulfilling to me, but, um, it's hard to say where it's going to go. I just hope, you know, I just hope some of the companies start producing some new film cameras or just put some resources into 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 that uh, but I guess it's like a such a still on a global scale it's such a small market that I guess it's not worth it I'm not sure what's gonna happen but if we if we come back to maybe the subjects I just feel like it's it's also been a little bit oversaturated right so I, I think maybe, you know, like with the cameras, like, you know, uh, what was that um, girl? Candle oh, uh, Jen, uh, Jenner, right? She had that Vitex right. T2 right. on, on, the, on, and on the, um, one of the late, ch- late shows. And like with that, I guess, like when, you know, more photographers, a lot of people, uh, a lot of young photographers follow work in that kind of sort of aesthetic, I guess they will, you know, they will follow and they will like try to, do similar images just to basically, I guess, learn or just imitate, you know? Um, and I guess that's what tends to go towards this oversaturation of this vintagey sort of feeling, feeling, but I, you know, then it's hard to talk about this because I have a certain view of it. And it's like a very subjective view. You know, I still think, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, if, if I see a nice car along the road or a sign, and i feel compelled to shoot it i'm going to shoot it no matter what you know somebody else has shot because i'm going to shoot it in you know my way i guess you know so i don't i just i just don't think we should limit ourselves by you know saying oh you know everybody has shot that you know try to do it in maybe a different way you know or try to right. you know apply something yours to it or maybe you know maybe maybe you find you know, maybe you achieve or maybe you find a different way of showing it, or maybe a different. Maybe I don't know. It's just it's hard to it's hard to tell. Me. But like I, I I would say just not limit yourself to fads or what other people are saying is not okay to shoot or okay to shoot. You know, you photograph whatever your heart's desire, I guess
0: you um you mentioned there that you shoot both digital and analog, and a, a bit of a two part question. Would be when is something a digital shoot and when is something an analog shoot? And the other side of it would be do you photograph differently? Obviously, the process is different, like you said, but do you feel like your photographs are different if you shoot on analog compared to digital in terms of what you're doing?
1: Mm, I I feel like, you know, I feel like I kind of, to a certain extent, right, I kind of translated the style into my digital photography, but. To be completely honest, you know, like with the with, with the amount of sharpness and clinical images that like new lenses produce, I don't think it's like it's ever gonna be like an analog image, you know. Whatever you try to do to it, it's still a bit too clean and too perfect, so to speak. Um, but I I would say like in terms of like how I shoot, it's 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 on par, you know, with uh, analog photography. But I kind of, I kind of like doing both, you know, for experimentation, it's easier to do it on digital, you know, because I can see right away what I'm doing, you know, and then maybe, oh, I know the what composition I'm going to have. I know what kind of you know light I'm going to have. And then I do two, three analog photos. And, you know, most of the time the analog ones are the ones I'm going to use. And I like to do that even like in, in, in commercial stuff I work, you know, I would like if I photograph a person, I'd be like, okay, let's do maybe first set with the digital uh, camera. And then I review it. I say, oh, you know, like this image, this image, this image is really nice. And then I say, okay, let's take one, uh, let's do one set with one film roll, you know, and then I do the, uh, the compositions or the photographs that I like the most on the digital. I kind of say, okay, let's do these three and with analog and like, Like I said before, most of the time, the analog basically wins out, right? But I kind of help myself with digital to achieve better analog photographs, if if
0: that that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. Um, You mentioned near the beginning that you've obviously done graphic design and and some retouching. I'm just kind of curious to know your thoughts when it comes to retouching film scans.
1: I mean, I I don't, you know as a visual artist, you, you can do whatever, you know, you can, you can basically retouch your whole image if you want to, you know, uh, sorry, I meant like digital artists, uh, you can do whatever you want. Uh, but then again, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's like, I don't even, <laughs> it's, it's a hard, it's a hard question to answer actually. I don't, I don't feel like it's you should limit yourself in any way, you know, but then again, yeah, I guess, I don't know. (laughs) 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 I would have to think about it, you know, because maybe sometimes I'm a a little bit, oh man, you know, if you're going to do, I I have this, I have this like kind of, I would say, um, view on things that never try to limit yourself. But like then again, you know, it is, you know, you're getting a huge amount of real estate like on 20 film. Why would you, you know, you can crop it, but like, why would you do all this uh, retouching to it, you know, you can, I don't
0: know. Yeah. I mean, to me, like you touched on there, the cropping side of things is what actually always confuses me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm fine with people. Like you said, people can do whatever they want to do. From my own point of view, my, my perspective doesn't really matter because that's not really the point that anyone's listening to this. Yeah. But from my point of view, I, I guess more, I'm, I'm curious as to the motivation of photographing something on a medium that you're then going to try and, fix the medium, which is kind of strange to me.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: But when it comes to when it comes to the cropping is where I have the most issue is that it seems really strange to me to photograph on film and give yourself all of that latitude and all of that like you said, all that real estate and then crop in you could have just photographed it by cropping in. And if you couldn't photograph it by cropping in, like if you couldn't get close enough for whatever reason, you could have found another way to photograph it. Just that literally when cropping comes into film photography is when I actually get really confused. Not, not in a bad way, not like I I don't like the person for doing it, but I just get confused by it.
1: Yeah. 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 Same. You know, when you answered this question, I was like basically (laughs) fighting in my mind, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. You know I mean? Yeah, you should you can do whatever you want, but then you know, yeah, I struggle with certain things. Just you know, just take it on digital photo, crop in like with a fifty megapixel, hundred megapixel sensor, you could crop in to like a hundred percent and still get a usable image, you know. But you know, it's like people are free to do whatever they want, right? So who 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 are we to judge basically?
0: (laughs) I guess Well I run a podcast, I can judge everyone. That's true that's true. <laughs> 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 that's true.
1: No, but like I don't, I mean yeah I mean look um I guess like you said you know it's like yeah there are certain things that people do that, are, that don't seem logical uh, but they're still going to do them. Right. So I like, if I, if I come back, you know, I don't see a problem if you retouch your photo and make it like, look like you want to look at, look at it. But yeah, I do have a little bit of a heart. Like you, I would say I had a have a hard time understanding why you would like crop or like a one twenty photo because you're basically taking a photo that's, you know, first of all, a lot more expensive, um, you know, to, 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 first of all, get, you know, you have to buy film, you have to, uh, scan, you have to, um, uh, develop film, then, you know, the cameras are reaching a crazy amount of prices. So in all in all, you can get, I guess, come to the same photo a lot easier.
0: Yeah. It's a strange situation. Um, one of my favorite things about being a European is that we are really good at broadly generalizing each other. So if you get an, an Englishman to talk to a Frenchman, I think that we'd have very general things to say about each other. And we tend to take it in good humor <laughs> overall. I think everyone knows that, you know, Germans are painfully uh, efficient, but have absolutely no sense of humor. People in England all just go to Spain twice a year, wreck it and walk around in their pants. And they're all alcoholics. You know, we we have these broad generalizations, which I absolutely love. Um I've worked with a couple of Slovenians and they are the, the 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 couple that I have worked with have been very confident um I, it was back in my days of actually working as a baker and they were very confident and very 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 assured of themselves and they wouldn't accept any questioning and I don't get that same feel from you, but uh, as we start to wrap this up, a question I do want to ask you is as someone that's got so much fantastic work and you've worked with you know, some big publications, you've got some, some fantastic work behind you. Uh, Do you ever find yourself feeling insecure or do you ever have off days where you just don't feel like your work is, is good enough? Because for a lot of photographers, they go through that all the time. And, you know, in like someone like my case, I've probably got a point. I don't have a tremendous amount of even remotely good work. So that insecurity kind of makes sense. When it's someone like yourself, I think a lot of us want to feel like you are human and that there are times you feel like it's just not working. You know, you're not happy with your work and you have those off days when it comes to your confidence. So is that the case?
1: Yes. That's like all the time. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, you know, like I've been sitting on a lot of photos for so long that like when I... when I go through Shape by the West, like when I go through my book, I don't like anything. It's just because I've seen this photo, photo so many times. And like, yeah, like when you create, that's like a part of it, I guess, you know. I, and to a certain extent, I guess you have to be a you know the most critical to your work, right? To yourself. Uh but yeah, I mean I guess I sometimes really struggle with that. You know, is something even worth showing or something even worth like printing, or is this gonna be you know, insecurities of, of like, like that are, yeah, constant, you know, I'm not like some egomaniac that's like, Oh yeah, this is the best work in the world. And, you know, everybody's going to see it and be like, wow, no, no way. Not, a, not even close, not even close. So it's like, yeah, a lot of times it's like batt- battling with myself and, you know, a lot. I'm happy that I have friends like, you know, my really good friend, like photographer Arno Montagard, um, that we can kind of discuss, discuss these things you know, and like i really really, really appreciate having like photographer friends and if, even Willem, like I met him like a few a few um like I would say like oh last year actually, and you know we kind of discuss these things it's amazing to have people to kind of give you a little bit different perspective to kind of step away from your view and your thinking your mind you know, and you kind of you kind of land on a different um and a different, uh, I guess, um, you kind of have a different out. 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 Um, how, how would I say? You have a different view at the end, you know, by by talking to people, and that's always, I think, a good good thing to have, you know, just kind of a different perspective, because most of the times our subjective uh, look isn't really, you know, isn't there really the realistic realistic yeah. look. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent, and and I think photographers and anyone that works in a creative sense suffer tremendously from having uh, an emotional attachment to the moment that something was created, as opposed to looking at it as exactly. a standalone piece. We know what was on the outside of the frames, you know, we know what was on the outside of the of the border, so it's very hard for us to detach from the moment it was taken.
1: Yeah, so when you say that, like right, right there, it comes to mind. You know, some of the photos. I absolutely like, are my favorites that I took. They're like, you know, people probably don't like, but like some of the most popular are, are really like bad for to me personally. Just because like when you, I guess as a photographer, when you when you see a certain photo, you know, you remember the way you felt when you took it. So it's different to you than to somebody else, right? So you associate certain fi- feelings with it that are only known to you, not to the viewer. Right. So yeah, I guess that, that, that makes it sometimes even from, like makes it really hard for me to kind of put a series together just because like it's, you know, like just because of that, I have certain attachments. I remember the, Oh man, you know, when I was in alone there like the light was amazing i felt really nice and that that comes back and i guess elevates that photo in my mind even though it might be crap right but like in in my mind like that sort of feeling in that time or that uh, you know when i remember that it makes me makes me feel good and elevate this certain piece but yeah like i said like it's always amazing to have like certain people to kind of discuss these things with and um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, to have those people and I'm very grateful uh, to have them.
0: Well, I'm really grateful to have had you on the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time. The, uh, this is actually the most important moment. So this is where we tell everyone where they can go to find all of your amazing work and so on. So please feel free to plug away your Instagram website and so on.
1: So my website is uh, dinokusnik and my Instagram is at dinokusnik. So that's at D I N O K U um, Z N I K. That's basically, you know, where I kind of post uh, my new work and where I announce any new publications I have or any new shows that are going on. So you know, feel free to follow and feel free to reach out if you have any questions or you know about photography or in general, I, I always like like to respond, you know? So um, don't don't be shy if, if you want to learn anything about like, even like how I published uh, my book or something. So I'd be happy to help anybody.
0: Well, everyone listening to this also needs to go and buy not only a copy of your new book, but also pick up your back catalog oh. as well. So, you know, we've got to start encouraging photographers to buy books. It's really important. For sure. For sure a massive thank you so much thank you so so much for taking the time to do this I really do appreciate it um, it's, it's meant a lot
1: thank you Chris it was a great it was amazing I really enjoyed your questions and you know hopefully maybe we do this sometime again I, I really I really I really loved it so thank you